The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 2nd, the first PropCast of the 2023 year here to talk about some NBA player props. And joining me here to help me break down the player props, you guys know him as a voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast, and of course, off to a red hot start on the Tennis Gambling Podcast. You guys know him as Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on, my man? Happy New Year, brother. Yep, happy New Year to you, too. Uh, Definitely a good start for the Tennis Show. So if you have not checked that out, check it out as we usually do two, three episodes a week. Uh, So definitely a lot of action going on over there. Still got bowl games going on, which is always a weird feeling because you have the semifinals and then you have a bunch of other games after that in between. So interesting, a little uh, college football schedule today. You got NBA, you got hockey, you got sports all over the place. And of course, NFL, as you have Josh Allen against Joe Burrow tonight, all covered by the SGPN. So if you want some picks on everything, we got you covered. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day for sports indeed, especially when it's all day. Like it starts with within like thing like thirty minutes yep. of us recording here. So we got like you mentioned, college football, college basketball, a huge NFL game here tonight between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, and of course NBA and NHL as you mentioned. But yeah, um, hopefully we get out to a good start. I know you and I had a great week on the NFL propcast last week. Um, we gave out what I think we gave out about eight to nine combined with our touchdown props um, was this close. I, and, I, and I texted you this close from a uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, defensive touchdown, but the other props, at least I gave out, they, they went pretty well. Mike Evans had a huge day. Justin Fields, another great game for him. Travis Etienne pretty much got all of his yardage on the ground, almost on one play there. Um, and then JJ Watt got his sack to unlock a bonus for himself. So, Pretty good day. How did your props turn out yesterday? Or from what uh, I remember, NFL games, yeah. Yeah, from what I remember, the overall number for the props, I don't think I catched many. However, I did hit the 8-1 to one with uh, the Giants defense anytime touchdown, Yeah, which was yeah. definitely nice. So that kind of covered everything else. Once yeah. you hit an 8-1 shot, I can't really complain about anything else from the episode. But yeah. I banked on Nick Foles to do something dumb. And shout out to uh, London Collins, uh, who, you know, still... Uh, with the Giants, he's now back there for the first time in a couple of years, but he came through the pick six and yeah. it worked out. So anytime you cash an eight to one ticket, really can't complain. Yeah, you can't. Um, so hopefully, yeah, we can carry that momentum into uh, the Monday player props here for the NBA. Uh, only three games yesterday in the NBA, uh, but that's let's see, what was the one performance that not? Well, you had Jokic won nuts. That was kind yeah. of the main I mean, that's story. just another. Another day in paradise, but Kyle Kuzma drops a triple double mm-hmm. in the Wizards game at uh, 10 points, 13 rebounds and 11 assists. Uh, Steven Adams uh, had a great rebounding night for the uh, sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Uh, he had 23 rebounds, 13 offensive rebounds in that game for Steven Adams. He finished up with a double-double. John Moran, 35 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists in that game. And then, like you mentioned there, Scott, another another triple-double for Jokic. It just seems like him and Luke are just going head-to-head as far as who has the more impressive triple-doubles. Uh, but he finished the game last night with 30 points uh, on 10 of 13 shooting, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists for the Joker. Scott, I tweeted that was yesterday, man. I It's really hard to ignore Jokic for a third-straight MVP. Now, I know voters, the voter fatigue, I think you and I talked about this, that maybe they don't want to give it to him, but he has more impressive numbers this season than he did last season when he won the MVP, or I think over the last two seasons there. Yeah, I definitely think Jokic is worthy of it, and I think the idea of voter fatigue, fatigue is dumb. Give it to the guy who deserves the award. However, it exists, and I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't exist. I think if you had to vote right now on who would actually win the award and you had to put money on one guy right now, if the voting was tomorrow, you bet Luca. Yeah. Like, Luca's going to win. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy or not. If Luca gets hurt, which has been an issue in years past because he's doing so much for the team now, I wonder if his body will be able to hold up for another uh, three, four months. I- I'm yeah. not sure if he's going to be capable of doing that. I think Jokic, as of right now, is the runner-up. I think that they have definitely separated themselves, those two, from Giannis and from anybody else you want to mention, Ja or Embiid or any of these guys. I just think right now it's a two-horse race. Yeah. I think if Luka stays healthy and Dallas finishes above, let's just say, the sixth seed, if they finish anywhere from one through five, he's winning the award. The problem is I am not sure how likely they are to finish above there, and I also think he might get hurt because, historically speaking, Luka has had some nagging injuries in the past. Mm-hmm. Jokic is constantly healthy. The only time he's missed games the last couple of years is because of COVID. But I do yeah. think that Jokic is definitely a solid value play right now. He was a lot, a, he was a much bigger value play when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago at like 12-1 to 1 or something, but now he's mm-hmm. down to... Four to one, five to yeah. one, yeah, something like that. But if I had to guess right now who'd be winning, it'd be Luca. But I have serious durability questions long term with Luca because of the workload and his injury history. If he misses 10 games, like that's a serious problem. Yeah, it is. Um Luca leading the league right now with 34.2 points per game uh, on average. He's averaging 8.7 rebounds, 8.9 assists. Uh, Jokic, 25.7 points per game. He's averaging 10.9 rebounds and 9.5 assists, almost averaging a triple-double. He's half an assist game uh, sh- or half an assist per game short of averaging a triple-double. Um, Luka, eight triple-doubles so far this season, and Jokic at nine. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. That I think that Dallas probably has – f- I, I personally think they have to finish as a top-four seed, and for him to play at least, what, 65? Five games, or maybe yeah. closer to seventy. Yeah, I, I think give or take. I said ten. I was being a bit conservative. He's already missed a couple games on back to backs, but yeah. you get my point. Lucas had yeah. a couple injuries. We saw it in the last month of the season last year, which is why they had to play with Brunson as the main option for the first couple games against Utah. Mm-hmm. I just have questions with the amount of injuries he's had in the past. If he only plays, as you said, sixty-five or seventy games, will that be held against him if Jokic plays seventy-eight? It might. Yeah, I think so. If if Jokic ends up playing seventy eight, 
and Denver finishes up, let's just say top as three seed. two seed. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to give him a three-peat. I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore unless Luca finishes a season averaging a triple double and he finishes the season averaging what 35 points per game. Right now he's at 34.2. He's really the, pretty much the offense for the Dallas Mavericks. Um despite Jokic only averaging 25.7, but he's also filling up the stat sheet with rebounds and assists as well. And just if you just watch him play, it's just feel like he has such an impact on on the game and the and making his teammates better, whether it's fighting him in passes or just rebounding the basketball. So it, it's going to be a fun race to watch for sure down the stretch. It definitely will, but you know Luca by the season's end will be the media's choice if he stays healthy because yeah. of the fact that Jokic is so incredible according to every advanced metric that you want to find. Yeah. But you look at the stats and you look at the triple-double he had last night, for example. Mm-hmm. He took 13 shots. Like, can you yeah. imagine how many points he would average if he shot as much as Luca did? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I feel like people are going to hold that against him, going, oh, he only averaged like 24 points per game. Yeah, but his true shooting is incredible, and yeah. he's the most efficient player we've arguably ever seen. But that's why I feel like all these NBA voters might gravitate more towards Jokic. I don't want to compare it to like Rudy Gobert defensive numbers. But it's a kind of similar discussion where you have the regular people on Twitter or just watch the games and say, did you see that guy had 40 something points? He was incredible last night. It's like, yeah, he shot the ball 30 times. Yeah. He had 40 something points in a massive stat line. And mm-hmm. you look at all these arguments for and against Gobert for defensive player of the year for the last couple of years with Utah. Not this year. Gobert has been horrible this year. But in years past, every argument was, well, according to like shots impacted and all these other metrics, like Gobert's lapping the field in terms of defensive efficiency, mm-hmm. and that's why he won a bunch of awards. So yeah. you can make an argument that according to the voters who care about the advanced metrics, Jokic has to be their vote. The yeah. mainstream people, though, with either voter fatigue or just looking at the lack of supporting cast for Dallas are going to gravitate more towards Luke. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, definitely going to be a fun uh, race to watch. And like you mentioned about true shooting, Jokic is at 69.2, where Luka's at 62.7. 69% true shooting is almost unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, I I think that right now, obviously, with what Luka has done over his past five games, where he's averaging 45.6 points per game, 11.2 rebounds, 10.2 assists. He's playing like prime LeBron. Yeah, he is. Um, Where he's had what three out of his last five games, at least fifty plus points. I know two of those were against the Houston, or sorry, one was against the Rockets, and he had one against the Spurs. And again, he plays the Rockets again tonight um, in as many games. So maybe another fifty piece incoming for Luca here tonight, Scott. Shout out to Popovich, by the way, who uh, said (laughs) uh, we need to hold Luca. Our game plan is to hold them below fifty. They lost by one. And he scored 51 points. Yeah. <laughs> so the game plan was actually there. If Lucas scored 49, you're going to win the game. Yeah. But I, Luca's just crazy. Like, I, just to be clear, I'm not trying to criticize Luca. I acknowledge how great he is. Yeah. I watched him at Real Madrid a bit. I thought he would be a top 50 player of all time. I thought he was that good. Mm-hmm. But I do think if I'm going to criticize, I try to be consistent when it comes to player evaluations for awards. If I was going to roast Embiid for the last X amount of years, for not playing enough games to win the award. Once again, injuries are part of the sport. It sucks. But if I'm going to criticize Embiid, and if I'm going to make a case for Jokic to win MVP last year over Embiid, and one of the pieces was Embiid missing too many games, I got to be consistent with Luka if he gets hurt. 
Yeah. And if Luka does miss 10 plus games, mm-hmm. I will give him the Embiid treatment and I'll yeah. vote for Jokic. Yeah. I'm trying to be consistent. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense too, right? Um, so far, and it's crazy to think if you just kind of look at points per game, it's just crazy how the international players are dominating in the NBA. I mean, we could probably say the top three players are in the NBA right now are they international are. players. You can argue Luka. four if you want to include like Embiid in that discussion. You can make an argument. Yeah. I would go what Luca. Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. Embiid technically now is U.S. like citizenship, yeah, and he might yeah, represent yeah. the U.S., but you can argue he's an international player. Yeah, Luka, Nikola Jokic, Giannis. Giannis, you throw in there. I mentioned Embiid. I mean, people can make a case for LeBron right now, and I yeah. really wouldn't you know, be mad at it. But the point is you have a discussion that yeah. the international players are arguably the three best players in the league, yeah. and they've just fully taken over. By the way, do you know what? Do you have in front of you what the difference is going back to the Luka and Jokic point? Just my last point. Yeah. How many more shot attempts is Luka taking per game? All right. So let's see here. I am going to filter. And I'm assuming he's attempting significantly more free throws. So you want total or you want per game? Just per game. So per game, Luka is averaging. Let's go to splits. That might be better. You know it's going to be near 20. All right, so Luca right now is at twenty two point seven. Okay, uh, how many free aver- throws? He's averaging ten. Let's round it up to eleven. Eleven free throw attempts okay. per game. So twenty two and eleven. Okay, yeah, twenty two and eleven. And then Jokic is. Let's see here. Jokic is at fifteen point five attempts per game. A free, uh, sorry, field goal attempts per game, and his free throws are at six point eight. I mean. Like that's my point. Yeah. If Jokic would attempt twenty-two shots per game, He'd how many 40. points per game would he average? Forty. I'm just saying he's averaging what twenty-five. Twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five point seven. Rounded up to twenty-six. He's averaging around twenty-six points per game, and he's shooting roughly seven less times than Luca per game. Yeah. With roughly four less free throws. And this, and he is plus seven in true uh, true shooting percentage. I want to, I'm not going to gross for Luca because they have to give him the ball to shoot twenty something times because sure. the rest of the team's not very good. But I have to at least acknowledge you're arguing with with volume over efficiency. Uh, like Jokic, if he shot at twenty two times per game, would actually average like thirty five. Yeah, like I, I can't I can't ignore yeah. that. Uh, that has to always that at least has to be factored into the stats at the end because the usage rate for both guys is high. But for Luca, it's significantly higher. Yeah, Luca. And if you, if I even filter this by points per game, uh, league leaders, Luca is number one in field goal attempts at twenty two point seven. LeBron at twenty two point one. You would have what to. Is, go, what is Jokic like? Thirty or forty something in shot attempts per game. Jokic is all the way down to forty seven. I mean. Like he's averaging twenty six points per game and he's forty seventh in shot attempts. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like if you kind of look at the other players around him, they're all averaging about twenty point nine, seventeen point two. Okay, get this: Dylan Brooks is averaging more shot attempts per game than is Jokic. I don't know what's worse: the fact that that's true or the fact that I'm not surprised. <laughs> but I do. Th- I, I mean, I tweeted about it earlier uh, today. One game, one game a month. I want Malone to tell Jokic, his coach, I want him to tell Jokic, take 30 shots tonight just to see what happens. Just one time a month. Just let him see if he can go for (laughs) 60. Because I'm really curious. But once again, it's 22 and 11 for shot attempts and free throws compared to 20, compared to uh, 15 and six. Yeah. 
and these numbers are still close. Yeah, they According are. According to every efficiency metric, Jokic is a unanimous MVP. Yeah. So it really depends on what narrative you want to use. But if I had to vote right now, I would probably vote for Jokic. But okay. I have to acknowledge that Luka would win the award right now if the season ended today. Yeah, if we look at the standings, uh, Denver is tied for the number one seed. Or, yeah, they're t- no, they are the number one seed right now in the Western Conference. One game above the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. Dallas sitting at number four, three and a half games back of the number one seed uh, in that Western Conference. So, I, I, yeah, I, would, I agree with you. I would, probably, I would pick Jokic as well uh, if the season ended today. <coughs> All right. Scott, uh, let's get into our player props here for this Monday night schedule. Before we do that, uh, let me show you guys where you can get down on these player props, and that's going to be over at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly battle royal games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match of up to $100. All right, Scott, let's get into our player props here. I'll let you lead off your first one, man. What do you got for your first player prop here for tonight? So for the first one, I'm going to go with the uh, recent birthday boy. I'm going to take LeBron. I'm going to go with him over 31.5 points at minus 125. He scored at least 34 points in each of the last two meetings, so I know for a fact Charlotte can't guard him. You're looking at the total in this game, the Lakers team total. It's 120 and a half. Mm-hmm. Not much defense expected to be played in this game, and LeBron's also coming off of a out how many he had. He had 47. 47 against Atlanta. Yeah, 47 against Atlanta, borderline triple-double, but for the sake of the points, LeBron is just focused on scoring as many points as possible because, A, the supporting cast is not very good. Mm-hmm. B, still closing in on Kareem, and he definitely is trying to get it done as quickly as possible. But I got to go with LeBron over 31 and a half. I try to look at opposing matchups and who can guard them. We've roasted the Hornets' rim protection all season long. They have no wings who, I can't even say can guard LeBron. They're not even going to try the Hornets don't even bother trying to guard people half the time. Yeah. I think LeBron should have a free runway for about 40 minutes in this game just to get to the rim as much as he wants, kind of like what we predicted against Atlanta or what I thought would happen against Atlanta where you're looking at no Capella, like have fun. You're just going to get whatever you want, and that's what happened. He went for 47 points. Give me LeBron over. If this game remains somewhat close, which I think it might, LeBron should play enough minutes to get to at least 35 points. I'm taking the over. Yeah, and LeBron has to be that guy, especially without Anthony Davis in the lineup, right? And we don't know when he's coming back. But yeah, like you mentioned, in a prior match of the season against the Charlotte Hornets, he dropped 34 in that game. Um, he's been scoring 30, what, 35 or more, or 34 or more in three out of the last five games. So mm-hmm. it's really been, like you mentioned, like I don't think there's anybody that can guard 
uh, LeBron James um, on this Charlotte Hornets roster or even guard anybody for that matter. So no argument for me. Like you mentioned, it should be a high-paced game. Uh, defense is going to be optional in this game, and we saw that in the matchup last week when these two teams faced off where Hornets did get the 134-130 victory. Now they're playing in Charlotte here tonight. So, uh, Scott, I also went with a player prop in this game. I went with uh, LaMelo Ball in this game. I took his rebounds and assist over 14 and a half. I wanted to take his three-point prop. But that's that what one, I was going to guess you took. Yeah. Like. It's at minus 140, and I have another play that is at about minus 140, minus 145, so I didn't want to go with you know two plays that have that much juice but um you know we know that Lamelo is a guy that fills up the stat sheet especially with the points and rebounds um like we talked about lakers and hornets matched up last week he finished that game with eight rebounds and eight assists over the last five games he's averaging 8.4 rebounds and 7.8 assists lakers also give up nine assists per game to that point guard position um and again like we mentioned the total in this game is up to about 242 and a half both these teams are uh playing at a very, very high pace. They're both top five as far as pace goes, number three and number four. Um, and again, I think the up and down, the opportunities for rebounds and assists are going to be a plenty in this game. So for LaMelo Ball, who's been doing it uh, ever since he's returned from injury, I'm going to continue to ride that train. So give me LaMelo Ball points, and sorry, rebounds and assists over 14 and a half years, Scott. Yeah, win or lose, Charlotte's going to put the ball in his hands every possession. So you should get a lot of opportunities. All right, uh, let's get over to your next player prop. What do you got? So I actually got two in the same game, but I'm going to go with Embiid over three and a half assists at minus 135. I thought about the points. Uh, I think it was also listed at 31 and a half. Uh, I know that they just played against New Orleans and he had, I believe it was 37, but Mm -hmm. I'm expecting New Orleans to pivot a little bit and to try to force the ball out of Embiid's hands. I, it's pretty tough to just let a guy go for 37-plus against you two times in a row. I, I think that you're going to see some defensive adjustments for New Orleans, mostly forcing the ball out of Embiid's hands. But he's had at least five assists in each of the last two games, including a triple-double with 10 assists against OKC on the 31st. He has had at least uh, four assists in each of the last three meetings. But three and a half for a guy, once again, with the ball in his hands all the time. I'm assuming New Orleans will make some defensive adjustments compared to the meeting about a week ago, mostly trying not to let Embiid drop 40 on their heads. So I think yeah. that's going to be the main pivot. Give me Embiid over three and a half assists. Yeah, I like it. Um, even well, he scored, what you mentioned, what, 47 was it? <clears throat> yeah, 37 against 37, New Orleans, sorry. but he still had five assists in the yeah, game. Yeah, he still had five assists. Even in the last game against the Thunder, where I thought he would go off uh, and score a lot of points, he's finished that game with a triple-double, uh, 16 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. So. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that some type of defensive adjustment is going to have to be made. He'll get the opportunities to have assist um, for this uh, Philly team. So uh, at three, three and, and a half, half though, yeah, it's pretty very low. conservative. Yeah. yeah, especially with the minutes that he does play per game, 34 minutes per game. And the spread we close. know about his usage. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me get over to my next player prop. Uh, I'm going to go with. Jordan Poole over three and a half turnovers. Now, this one's a little juice at minus 145, uh, but for the right reason. Since Steph Curry has been sidelined with the injury, Jordan Poole's usage has seen a significant increase. He's been in that starting lineup in place of Steph Curry. But you know, as great of a scorer and shot maker that Jordan Poole is, he also is prone to making those mistakes and turning the ball over, especially in a... Uh, role where he's seen increase in minutes and usage rate, right? Uh, Poole has played in 11 games this season 
without Steph Curry in the lineup. And in 10 of those games, he's turned the ball over at least four times, if not more in those games. Throughout the last four games, he's turned the ball over um, five or more times. I think this trend is going to be con- or should continue here tonight in another fast-paced game. We know Warriors like getting up and down the floor. Atlanta, maybe a very not high-paced team. But again, this is another game that has a total that is uh, it's around like 239. Yeah, right. so I think it's the second highest total on the board here tonight. So I'm going to continue riding the turnover train here for Jordan Poole. Give me the over three and a half uh, turnovers for Poole here tonight, uh, Scott. Yeah, the usage is definitely through the roof, which it needs to be. He's been very good at scoring, but the more I watch Jordan Poole, the more he reminds me of Jordan Clarkson. Just based on style of play. I don't know if you agree with that call or not. You can argue that he's a little bit better of a facilitator. But it feels like they're going at 100 miles an hour every possession, and they have no alternative speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I watch Poole, and he he really does remind me a lot of Jordan Clarkson. Especially when Jordan Poole and Draymond are both on the floor. Like, they'll push the pace. When you see that they go to the bench, then it slows down a little bit. Yeah, but it always feels like Poole is trying to go a little bit too quickly at times. Sometimes it works out, but he might get some very lazy traveling calls or a carry here and there because he's going two steps too quickly on a simple pick and roll action. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like the play too. I still love pool as a player, but I don't know if you agree with that call, but I kind of see it the more that I watch him play. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about like Utah Clarkson. That's what I'm like talking about. Yeah. I think so. The similarities are there for sure. Um, I think pool is definitely the better shooter between the two, but I see where, when you're talking about a role on a team and just the style of play, I, I can see the similarities there for sure uh, between Poole and Clarkson. I think Poole's better, but I, I think yeah, that yeah. just based on style, I think they're pretty comparable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, let's get over to your next player. Probably you got. All right, so I'm going to go back to that Sixers and Pelicans game. I'm going to take a plus money play. I'm going to take James Harden over two and a half three pointers at plus one hundred five. He's made at least three threes in four in uh, three of the last four games. He's attempted at least seven threes in four of the last five games. These three point uh, props, it's all about volume. If you're going to take enough threes, then you're going to find some good prices. And I do like plus one hundred five for a guy that's attempted at least seven in four of the last five games. He's also played at least 40 minutes in three of the last four games. So Philly knows who their main guys are. And as a result, Harden in close games plays a ton of minutes. And we know that Doc doesn't exactly trust many guards off the bench. And a lot of these numbers are inflated because of his time at Houston, where Mm -hmm. he would attempt like 15 threes per game. But he has made at least three three three-pointers in 13 of the last 16 meetings against the Pelicans. Yeah. Once again, there are some inflated stats there with his time at Houston, but still, I think two and a half is too conservative. I'll take the over plus money. Yeah, it just seems like he loves playing against his Pelicans uh, team, and like you mentioned, I you pulled up the game log here for James Harden versus the Pelicans, and like his time after Houston, you'll see, or after he left Houston or got traded, uh, you'll see like the attempts so it's still mm-hmm. significantly down against the Pelicans. We were jacking up like 15, 18, 11, 12 uh, against the Pelicans team. But uh, yeah, I like it. Look, it feels like that James Harden is like found his stride again, or he's healthy, I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's starting to be the score that we've seen in the past um, when he was with Houston. I mean, it doesn't have to be at the point where it was with Houston because he does have guys like Joel Embiid, Tyrese, Ma- Tyrese Maxey is back as well. Uh, Tobias Harris contributes when he can, but um, yeah, he's he's getting the attempts up, like you mentioned, over the last five games, 7.8 attempts per game, knocking it down at 41%, and again, he had four against the Pelicans in their last game on Friday. 
uh, where he finished up with 20 points, another double-double for him uh, in that game. So, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, over two-and-a-half, three-point shots made for James Harden. Um, all right, for my next player prop, uh, I got to go with Luka, man. I'm going to go with his points. Uh, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go PRA, but I think I'm going to go uh rebounds and assist in this game for Luka. That number's still at 17 and a half for Luka Doncic and just purely against the Rockets, this guy has just dominated them and we know that the Rockets can't guard the uh point guard position whether you're putting Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green on him, Jabari Smith. I don't care who it is. This guy's just been cooking up the Rockets. In his last four career matchups against the Houston Rockets, he's gone over this projection of rebounds and assists of 17 and a half in all four of those games. Like we talked about earlier last week, uh, he had a triple-double in that game, 35, 12, and 13. They played again back on December 23rd. Uh, barely got over the projection of 17 and a half where he finished up with eight rebounds and 10 assists. But prior to that last season, 14 rebounds, six assists, 14 rebounds, seven assists. So he's consistently filling it up uh, as far as rebounds and assists go against his Rockets team. And I think that's just going to continue here tonight uh, for Luca. Give me the rebounds and assist over 17 and a half. Uh, yeah, what, Scott. what yeah. last time he faced off against the Rockets, I took the assists over and that got there easily. I yeah. think, what do you have, 13 and 13 or a 12 and 12? 12 and 13. Yeah, 12 and 13. Okay, yeah. so Houston, at the end of the day, they can't guard him. Yeah. Uh, the only concern you'll run into is potential blowouts, but mm -hmm. uh, Dallas is on the road, so this game should be close no matter yeah. what because Dallas is just terrible on the road. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to have anything bad to say against Luka. I mean, guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Um, and there, I mean, the last game was a blow up. I think they kind of pulled away at the end there or did that, that game? No, that didn't go to overtime, but oh, the, the last game, he had 35, 12 and 13. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And yeah, that was in 34 minutes. He got that done. So, uh, I'm going to, yeah, continue writing that trend. Did you have any more, uh, player props, Scott? Uh, no, that was really all I had. I thought about blindly taking some overs on points because we've seen a lot of star players go nuts over the last couple of, of uh, weeks, but mm -hmm. I really didn't have much. Uh, I was trying to think of anything I was tempted by, maybe in the niche market. I thought about Hardaway Jr. over half a turnover at like minus 140, which I was mm -hmm. tempted by. Uh, the only concern is he really doesn't dribble the basketball that much. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, half a turnover, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty low for a guy who has gone over that number quite regularly over the last mm -hmm. three weeks or so. So I thought yeah. about that. But for the most part, no, and that's pretty much it. One thing that did catch my eye was Miles Turner here tonight. Um, as far as if you wanted to look at his rebounds or a double double for him uh, against the Raptors, um, his rebounds are at eight and a half at plus one fifteen. He he's only gone over this projection of eight and a half in three out of the last, or sorry, in two out of the last five games against Cleveland. He had twelve rebounds and eleven against the uh, Miami Heat, but. If you take a look at his numbers against the uh, Toronto Raptors in his last three career games, he's had a double-double in three straight games against them. Um, they had a matchup earlier this season back on November 12th. Finished that game with 19 points and 10 rebounds. Um, and like I mentioned, prior to those that game, he had 17 and 10, 10 and 11. So if you want to take uh, his rebounds at eight and a half at plus money or his double double, which I see at plus two twenty five, that might be worth uh, a look here as well. Here, I don't know if you had thoughts on that, Scott. Yeah, I don't mind that look. 
Uh, all right, let's get into best bets uh, here before we wrap it up. Uh, Scott, what's your best bet here for tonight? Uh, so my best bet for this one, I think it's just going to be LeBron points. I just like the matchup too much. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, Charlotte's good enough offensively to keep the game close, and we know the Lakers don't play defense at all either. I see a track meet. This game might end up with 250 in points. It would not surprise me. But LeBron's going to have a runway the entire night. I got to go with the over. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'll go with Luka as my best bet. Rebounds and assists over 17 and a half. I mean, the guy's been dominating, especially against the Rockets. Four straight games. He's gone over this projection of 17 and a half rebounds and assists. Um, I'm going to continue riding that trend again. Won't be surprised if we see another triple-double here tonight. Uh, I think at this point we're shocked if he doesn't put up a triple double, Scott. Uh, uh, it's it's a, a triple double either like or either forty five plus points. Yeah, one of those two. So I'll go with Luca to fill up the statute again. Over seventeen and a half rebounds and assists here tonight for this Monday night schedule. All right, Scott, uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of the prop cast. Anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, bud? No, not really. Once again, happy New Year to all of you. Looking forward to uh, big things with SGPN in twenty twenty three. And good luck to all your bets. Yeah. Uh, New Year's here. Hopefully it's a, a huge one for SGP, and I'm sure it's going to be some great things are in the works. So say with the rocket ship, uh, we're only going to get bigger and better at, over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And again, do our best to crank out more of these prop casts uh, throughout the year with NFL kind of winding down here. So good luck with your bets here tonight and your prop bets. Um, and again, bet responsibly. It's a new year. Don't want to start off on a negative note, but uh, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at a right show radio. Uh, follow me on Twitter at sports nerd eight, two, four. We'll be back throughout the week for the prop cast. And of course the NBA gambling podcast as well. So check us out there for more NBA talks um, throughout the week as usual. All right. Good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.